This Week in HPC by Intersect 360 Research. Fujitsu lines up first arm deployment. Atos AMD upgrades at ECMWF. It's This Week in HPC. Hi, everyone. Thanks for listening to another episode of This Week in HPC with Intersect 360 Research, distributed in partnership with HPC Wire. I'm Addison Snell with Intersect 360 Research, joined again by Tiffany Trader, editor from HPC Wire. Tiffany, it's our first This Week in HPC of 2020. We took a little bit of time off for the holidays, then another week off as we dealt with some upgrade and technical issues for the podcast. But now here Here we are, and we're ready to catch up on some new news for 2020. And let's start with some news that actually is from this week in HPC with a new system that's been announced from Fujitsu, which will be their first deployment of the A64FX ARM processors. Yeah, so this is the the long-watched, much-anticipated ARM uh, A64FX processor from Fujitsu. Uh, This is the the chip that's going to be in the heart of Riken's next-gen flagship system, Fugaku, also known as the Post-K machine. So Fujitsu has announced the first commercial deployment of of the the ARM 64FX supercomputer, and it's expected to be operational at Nagoya University in July. Right. And I said commercial deployment. It's a it's an academic system. What I mean is it's a right. sold deployment. And this probably is going to be in before the Recon system, right? Yeah, it's looking that way. I think Recon is shaping up to go in uh, end of uh, 2021 to be operational around the turn of 2021, 2022. And this is coming in this summer. And this is a mix of the Fujitsu FX1000 nodes and FX700 nodes, but spanning both of them with the ARM A64FX. Now, that's the processor we were talking about late in the year last year, which also they've got a partnership with Cray for deployments there also. But it seems to me a little more appropriate that the first ones will get into the field from Fujitsu. Yeah, that's right. So we saw partner announcements from both of them. They're both going to be suppliers of the A64FX. But actually, this this new system that's going in, it's part of a multi-system deployment. And uh, the Fujitsu A64FX piece is the is part of the Prime HPC FX1000 uh, systems that Fujitsu offered. They're going to put 2,304 2, nodes of that uh, in, and that's going to offer a peak performance of 7.782 petaflops. Um, so far, we've seen them getting around 85% limpack efficiency, so someone um, out there can, can do the math on, on that. Uh, and, and then it's also going to have 72 uh, terabytes of main memory. Um, but like I said, it's part of a multi-system deployment. So that's being put in along with uh, another system, which will be the, an Intel-based CX2570M5 system. And that one will have uh, the second gen Intel Xeon scalable processors, the Cascade Lake with NVIDIA V100 GPUs. And that's going to pro- provide another seven and a half uh, peak th- theoretical pet- petaflops, 82 terabytes of memory. And then there's also a third system, which is the HPE Superdome Flex, and then a, a, a fourth system, which is this little cloud system, this uh, smaller cloud system. It's going to be an HPE, a private cloud, HPE ProLiant uh, DL560. Um, so all together in aggregate, the, the total theoretical performance of, of these four systems reaches to almost 16 petaflops. 
Now, of course, with this deployment, they talk about both HPC and AI, but that's not unusual these days. I think we've seen the majority of HPC centers saying they're also running machine learning types of workloads within their HPC environment. So we can start to get this year to where we consider machine learning to be a, a subset of high performance uh, technical workloads that are part of most uh, HPC centers. I like that you mentioned that uh, Superdome Flex system from HPE. That one's still noteworthy to me that we're going to see those in the mix. Remember, that's the 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 new incarnation of the old SGI NUMA architecture going way back. So we still see some of those NUMA Flex systems uh, migrated over that architecture, that shared memory architecture, now into Superdome Flex. So I think that's a noteworthy part of the installation. But but really, I think the the real emphasis here, appropriately, is on the A64FX ARM processors. And, and people are going to be very interested this year to see how these uh, processors perform at scale and how likely we're going to be to see ARM processors as an ongoing part of the mix in HPC environments. Yeah, absolutely. And this is, um, you know, a, a big first first. Uh initial proof point of, of that traction. And we'll also be looking at the the combination of, of ARM plus NVIDIA in, in the coming months uh, as well. Uh, and, and like you said, on this system, increasingly we're seeing this uh, mixing of the, the traditional HPC modeling and simulation with these newer emerging AI capabilities. And this system will draw from both of the, those capabilities to target workloads uh, around medical diagnostic, drug treatment, autonomous driving, uh, and then weather. You know, um, I know ja Japan, of course, is very focused on, uh, does a lot of research into these weather weather events like typhoons and earthquakes and tsunamis. So, so those are the, um, you know, some of the target workloads. For our other story this week in HPC, I want to go back and get what, according to me, I think this is the biggest story in HPC from the month of January. In mid-January, we had an announcement that Atos was putting in a new system based on AMD EPIC processors for the European Center for Mid-Range, sorry, Medium Range Weather Forecasts, or ECMWF, one of the major uh, weather forecasting sites in, the, uh, in Europe. Right. So here the ECMWF signed a four-year, $89 million contract with, with ATOS in this deal that they said is expected to quintuple their, their supercomputing power. And they're going to be supplying the, the Bolsaquana uh, XH2000 supercomputer. Uh, this actually will be um, hosted in Bologna, Italy, even though the, the, the headquarters of the ECMWF are in the UK. This will be in Italy. And the supercomputer, it's another win for AMD here. That's gonna, it's gonna use the AMD Epic 7742 processors. Those are the, the 64 2.25 gigahertz processors. And then uh, some of the other um, components that are going in here are HDR InfiniBand from Mellanox, of course, and a, a DDN storage solution. And that this is all supposed to become operational in 2021, following an installation in later this year. Yeah, it's tempting to say this is such a huge win for AMD, although really they've been on such a roll with Epic, it's almost getting to where it's not so noteworthy that that a, a major site would choose the AMD Epic processors. In, in that vein, I think it's a bigger win for Atos. This was previously a Cray site, and I'm sure they still have Cray resources there, but as they go and quintuple their computing capacity, I think that is a big win for Atos in this space or with the Bull Sequana supercomputer. You also mentioned, I think there's some interesting political dynamics at play here. This is a system that's uh, now going to be housed in Italy. That has nothing to do with Brexit, 
it, which also came to pass since our most recent episode of This Week in HBC. We'd been talking on previous episodes about the possible effects of Brexit on the HBC community. That is not the reason why this is in Italy. ECMWF had already made the decision to move its data centers to Italy uh, based on space, and they were running out of room in Reading. So this is all part of their major data center play. But in terms of looking forward with ECMWF, this is a a sort of pan-European site with 22 member states and 12 cooperating states. Now, I think that funding probably remains undisturbed in the scientific community. But as we get to some of the particulars about Brexit, it's multinational European sites like this that I wonder if there are going to be any hiccups in terms of uh, how they operate or in terms of how they're funded. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, those are those are good questions, and you know, I do I agree with you that this is a, definitely a big a big win from Atos, this formerly a, a Cray, Cray facility, and Atos won a, a similar similar contract with Matteo France just just a couple months ago. That's France's National Meteor, Meteorological Service uh, to supply two Bolsacana XH2000 supercomputers there. So we they're definitely one of the big names in this weather forecasting space. Cray is a is a is a standard there along with Atos. Um, we see NEC, you know, has some of these wins. Um, so, yeah, good, good, good one for Atos. One other interesting dynamic here. You mentioned DDN in terms of the storage, but one other vendor we might mention is Mellanox is providing the system interconnect here. It's a large scale InfiniBand deployment. That I think is particularly noteworthy because while I did see mention of InfiniBand for this large system, I saw no mention of BXI, the Bull Extreme interconnect. So it's going to be interesting with some vendors who have their own proprietary interconnects, uh, Atos Bull with BXI or Fujitsu with Tofu, Cray with Slingshot, to see how those play out, where we see InfiniBand, where we see the high-end proprietary interconnect. That's going to be one of the stories that I'm going to be interested in watching as we move forward uh, this year. And, And I think that's just sort of the tip of the iceberg. We're in the middle of a lot of interesting industry dynamics. We've been talking about uh, uh, ARM processors and AMD processors here on the podcast. Tiffany, what are some of the other things you're looking forward to this year? One of the things we're really looking at is this increased this this increased competition, you know, um, specifically, you know, between Intel and AMD. We saw um, late, there's been some uh, Pricing cuts at Intel. What they they condense one of their memory tiers on the second gen Xeon scalable CPUs uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh, those are the the CPUs with a high memory capacity. So they they discontinued the medium memory capacity on those, and they're essentially selling the high capacity memory for the same price as the as the medium ones. And and then this week we we just saw uh, another report come out from a publication Semi Accurate that uh, maintains that Intel is offering some uh, quote staggering uh, price cuts on its the new cascade lake refresh line so we're watching that competition there and we're also watching all of the the corporate integrations that are going on the melanox nvidia cray hpc we saw one of those close of course which is the cray hpe one but melanox nvidia hasn't hasn't closed yet uh, and on the on the cray hp side we've we've observed that hp seems to have us had a somewhat lower profile over the last few months and, and Cray's really um, getting a, a lot of the uh, focus there. So we're watching that and just seeing you know how, how, how all of that sorts out. 
post acquisition and you know what what the strategy reset will be of those two organizations. Cray and HPE really did an excellent job getting the story aligned in time for supercomputing. You're right, it's been a little more quiet since then, although it would almost have to be. Things were so loud for Cray and HPE going into that show. I think it's only normal that they would be taking a bit of a breather. I am looking forward to hearing more from the co- the combined HPE about that role. Uh, you covered Dell in HPC Wire over the past month and their focus on the broader, higher volume HPC space. So we're going to have fascinating industry dynamics. And I'm with you. I think the uh, final integration of Mellanox and NVIDIA when that comes will, will also be definitely something we've got to keep an eye on. So we've got an exciting year ahead yeah. and a year full of podcasts. I'm glad we're back online. Thanks for joining me, Tiffany. And thanks to you for tuning in. You've been listening to This Week in HPC, brought to you by Intersect. 360 Research, actionable market intelligence for high-performance computing. For more information, visit intersect360.com.